What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, uh, your thrice weekly podcast where we dissect the hottest and most buzzworthy news with a touch of what, Terence? Humor with a capital H. Humor with a capital H. Yeah, serious and humor, man. Serious humor. Serious humor. Yeah. Serious humor. So today yeah. is going to be seriously funny or yeah. comedically serious. La. Yeah, either one of the two. Either one of the two. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we're still in the middle of Petuha, mm. right? Mm. Uh, we're only like less than a week in. La. Correct. We're, I think we're now in the we're in the thick of it, la, where I think the reality has sunk in because the weekend has passed where yeah. everyone realized, oh, it's really happening. Yeah, yeah that's why I don't know. I feel a certain heaviness, yeah. Because mm. last week it still feel, I told felt you, like... I told yeah, you like, last week I felt it, right? Yeah, you felt it last week. Last mm. week, in fact, I was like, eh, hey, actually things pretty normal, but today it's like... Ah. Yeah. It's just, there's something about it. La. Yeah, you, um, you, you know it's a bit... You know that there's something off when like in the middle of the day, like seeing Parliament live uh, gets me excited and then I quickly <laughs> jump on YouTube to watch it. <laughs> That's like my the most exciting part of the day. I know this morning you messaged me, you said, you know what, I'm gonna dissect Chan Chun Singh's speech to see if there's anything interesting. I was like, yeah. wow, that's the most passionate <laughs> I've I've ever had anyone tell me over WhatsApp that yeah. they're gonna watch Parliament. Uh. Until I actually heard him speak, uh, then then it was like, oh, such a turn off. Anyway. So, yeah, so we will be talking about that. But before we do that, what is our weekly plug, man? Um, yeah, if you know anyone who is new in the podcast and maybe is looking for something, uh, to learn something, to, to, to also just hang out and listen to something that's not like a full-time commitment, you know, like watching a YouTube video, ask them to check Yala Butt out. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah! Also because yeah, if you just want to, if you just want to feel smart when you talk to your family or friends, uh, yeah, listen to us because we'll give you just enough info to sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that sounds a little pretentious though. I don't necessarily <laughs> think people feel smart just by listening to us, lah. But 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 you feel informed that you feel more a bit more informed because we're gonna. And give I guess you, one thing we'll give you both sides of the story, not just one. Mm. One thing that happens a lot on this podcast is disagreement as well. Mm. I was just, you know, like going down a spiel of light-hearted plugging yeah. um, and you just had to shit on it. I just had to puff my your ass. Ah, no, those are, those are correct, okay? Because that implies you're right and I'm wrong. It was just I a light-hearted plug. It was a plug. puff <laughs> You puff me. Yeah. yeah puff me, which is again like objective. I mean, yeah. subjective. And uh, but it's very related to our first topic of the day, right? Yes. Yes. And what it's is just that? hot off the the parliamentary session that happened yesterday on Monday, July twenty sixth, hmm. um, and it was I think a three hour sitting, and uh, the the main the main stage was taken mainly by uh, Lawrence Wong and Ong Yi Kong, yeah. who is the finance minister and health minister respectively, and uh, Lawrence Wong is also the co chair of the MTF, the multi what multi ministry task force. force. Multi ministry task force. Yeah. Multi ministry. The, the strange thing is not MMTF. Because uh, multi ministry to be condensed into one M, I don't, I've always felt it's a bit a bit like uh, weird. Like, it should be MMTF, uh, if anything. Yeah, but I think four letter acronyms just are a little too much. Uh. Three okay. letter acronyms, I think, is the limit. Uh. Okay, okay. MTF. 
Yeah, yeah, MDF, yeah. MDF. So, so I mean, they did talk about a lot of things. Even Chan Chun Singh had his airtime. But what we are focusing on today is is the news that COVID nineteen restrictions will be reviewed in early August, like halfway mm. through Petuha, mm. and any easing will likely happen only for vaccinated people. Yeah, that was from the the mouth of Lawrence Wong himself, lah. Mm. Mm. Right. Um, I know uh, Ong Yi Kung also supplemented that with uh, with with talk of how we are going to kind of evolve um, the way we treat COVID, right? Mm. Um, and and it's it's going to be more closer to how flu patients are treated, mm. So it was it was focused on that. But but what we're talking about today is really more about the easing of restrictions for vaccinated people versus unvaccinated people. Correct. Yes. Yeah. But what made you so passionate to talk about this, Terence? Um, I think I mentioned recently that I don't know if I mentioned in the podcast over dinner or something, but um, in recent days, lah, I've been seeing the anti-vaxxers, you know, the the really rabid anti-vaxxers, the one that when you talk to them, talk to them about vaccinations, words like big pharma, uh, you know, control, and 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 uh, you know, they they pull up evidence, screenshots of Twitter and stuff like that to to counter what you say, right? These yeah. uh, anti-vaxxers, they're getting very, very nervous. So uh, mm. I have a group, I have a WhatsApp group with a bunch of friends from school. Um, make sure, and, and a lot of these friends you know, have gone on to become doctors and surgeons and stuff like that, very successful in the medical field. And uh, mm. I got one friend who in particular who's who's definitely an anti-vaxxer, right? Uh, I mean, and he's he, a doctor. He's a doctor, is it? He's not a doctor. He's not a doctor. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I believe he's in education or, or something, but uh, yeah, basically that WhatsApp group imploded over the weekend. Uh, oh, really? It, it came to a you know a fuck off, stop spreading disinformation. You know, you 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 do what you want. We're not friends anymore. Fuck you, that kind of thing. <laughs> between uh, oh, bunch, yeah, eh? between a bunch of like 40, oh 40 year old doctors and. In a forty-year-old educational uh, oh, consultant and, and or something. Did you participate, or you were just eating your popcorn? Uh, no, I was watching it lah. Cause I, I just did, I did want to see like I, I just been quite uh, surprised all along that that there's an uneasy truce going on every time vaccines and everything were mentioned. Like you know, someone would say something, and and then after <laughs> that, we we just sort of blow past the issue very fast. Uh, mm-hmm. but I think it came to a head this week lah, and and and. Uh, I'm just surprised that anti-vaxxer has taken a much more uh, angry, militant, yeah, militant, very angry, angry route. Uh. He he lost his temper uh, Essentially, he was the first one. Oh to, really? Yeah. He was the first one to lose his temper. But you know, words like "oh, you are joining the deaf, uh, you're joining the deaf cult of big pharma and and helping helping the people who made the pandemic pandemic lit, literally uh, the pandemic, uh, the pandemic." Uh, so the, wow. that was one instance. Then another one is uh, someone I know on Facebook, so acquaintance, uh, acquaintance on Facebook who, yeah, has been posting you know here and there about about uh, yeah about the vaccine and and how it's very bad and then you know preaching other forms of alternative medicine instead uh, instead of regular medicine la. And uh, I think it's just become. I've seen increasingly over the weeks his posts become more and more uh, more flustered, more like almost to a point of pleading, uh, pleading for people to grow a brain and then, you know, to 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 actually 
to to come to a point where they actually um think for themselves and there's a lot of personal attacks lah, references to oh you guys go to the best schools in Singapore, uh you know and and how how can you all come up how can you all still believe this drivel? Probably he's probably talking to his friends because I believe he he mm. went to one of the top schools in Singapore. His friends might be mm. privately messaging him, telling him he's crazy. Uh, but he keeps going on about how they're just like brain dead drones, uh, you know, making money and then about to die and everything and everyone's wrong and he's right. And he's just trying to keep people safe and, and spread the, spread better be safe than sorry, spread the word. Uh, and I, all of this culminated in uh, finally, like I think all the anti-vaxxers have shown their hand already. Lah. They have put out a public petition uh, yeah. asking, uh, and, and what you, you've seen it, right? What was the petition yep, about? Yep. Uh? The petition is uh, started by a Miss Iris Ko, um, mm. and it's addressed to PM Lee and Health Minister Ong Ye Kung. Mm. The title is "Do Not Let Vaccination Status Divide Us," and it's sen- essentially it is. I think she herself had uh, posted something on Facebook in response to uh, Tommy Ko, the Minister at Large Tommy Ko, who posted something on 25th July talking about the current situation and highlighting an article that a journalist wrote about how COVID needs to be treated with nuance. And one of the points he did recommend, his his last point is that uh, I propose that we bar entry by unvaccinated persons to our markets, supermarkets, hawker centers, restaurants, bars. So basically supporting the different rules for vaccinated people versus unvaccinated people. Iris Ko uh, responded to that and a lot of what she said was translated to the petition. And basically, she is pushing back against the proposal to have different rules for vaccinated people versus unvaccinated people. And she gave a bunch of reasons, uh, about, I think, seven seven reasons, and mm. which talked about yeah big pharma, like what you said, yeah. um, no checks and balances about uh, vaccine injury and deaths reported, the rushed... Um, process of approving the vaccines and also suggesting some steps forward. Mm. And at the time of recording, which is at 4.30pm on 27 July, Tuesday, there's 4,674 signatures. Mm, Coming to 5,000, right? Coming to 5,000. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely growing uh, and getting traction. I don't know how much, but it feels like, like what you said, the anti-vax movement, which we've seen in other countries, I think Mm. most publicly the US, it is coming to light in Singapore and a lot of people are signing this. Yeah, it's not a coincidence that all this is happening at the same time. At the same time, uh, it's because yeah, like now the MTF is coming forward and saying, oh, literally, if you haven't got vaccinated, well, you know what? Fuck you. Uh, the next time we open up more, we're going to, there are going to be restrictions on, on what you can and can't do, like, right? For So, for yeah. example, stuff like going to restaurants or eating in groups in restaurants. And gyms um, and gyms. Gyms, yeah, you know, indoor indoor spaces, even going to concerts and stuff, uh, theatres yeah. and stuff, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, if you're not yeah. vaccinated, you can't. La. And that's also to, I mean, other than just a, as a fuck you for not getting vaccinated, it's also to protect you uh, in the event that, you know, there's a COVID spread and mm. and, and, and but, you might end up in the ICU. La. But to clarify, when they communicated that in parliament, it, they didn't take a fuck you tone. It was no, more... Yeah more on the point that okay this is to protect the unvaccinated almost yeah yeah correct um and and that if you're unvaccinated okay you just can't do this and this because mm. if you fall sick then it keeps covid in circulation la. so mm. it's more for the benefit of the greater population as well as the unvaccinated but yeah. um 
some of the reasons that I raised briefly, uh, just to run through, it is, um, okay, the first point, the current reports show that the vaccine doesn't prevent someone from being a carrier or getting COVID. It only reduces the symptoms. Mm. Um, so what's the point of the vaccine if it only reduces the symptoms? Mm. The second one is complicated dining restrictions put additional strains on FNB and establishments, which is just saying it's going to get even more complicated, which is going to cause more problems. Mm. The third one, uh, the, it, this message sends uh, further divides our society and can incite anger, violence, and hatred. Mm. The fourth one is there are people who can't take the vaccines for medical reasons. So should they be discriminated? Mm. Um, then the fifth one is there is no approved vaccine. Uh, as in no, none of these vaccines have gone through the proper approval process. It is mm. just through the emergency use, which is a, a sped up process. Yeah. Um, and then she says that, okay, if forcing someone to take the vaccine is against the Nuremberg Code, which is a code I never knew existed, but mm. it's something in the oath that all physicians have to take like, that basically talks about voluntary human consent of the human subject uh, being essential for the administering of any drug or medicine. Mm. Um, and then the fifth one is concern about recent warnings by a group of doctors warning against vaccines. The sixth is there's no checks and balances about vaccine injury and deaths. Essentially, how many people die after taking the vaccine because of the mm. vaccine? Yeah. And the seventh one is how Big Pharma have systematically removed information that is not pro-vaccine on YouTube, Google, Facebook, and Twitter. Mm. So so what what about that like made you I mean, I know you have a lot of thoughts about this. I know you went down the rabbit hole of anti-vax movement. So, yeah. so what 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 are what are your thoughts? Uh, uh no, I mean uh, let me let's just bring it down to to like um if you know someone who's an anti-vaxxer, right? Uh, mm. How should you... And, and let's say you, you care about the person or you care about the person's family and everything. How should you talk to them, right? Um, mm. the, because the first thing I would say is that you can't win... Uh, it's very hard to win the argument against con- uh, conspiracy theorists, right? I can't, mm. I, I can't remember what the exact term for it is, but the, 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 the basic logic is always there's a, there's always this looping logic like, right where if, if you provide them with any kind of evidence that refutes what they believe then they'll say that yeah this was made this was paid for or made by you know by the by the by the powers that be like the illuminati or whatever you know that's what mm-hmm. they want you to believe and, and and so so there's no piece of evidence big enough you can bring them to to convince them otherwise like. and there's no way mm. that you can truly Either you you that there's no way that you can definitively also disprove that whatever theory they have is is wrong like, You know, like if I believe mm. that I believe that the sun the sun is is really blue in color, right? Then uh, the sun is blue in color. Then then they say okay, uh, how how can it be blue? It's it's orange or, or it seems to be orange or, or just white right in the sky. So yeah, behind yeah. that layer, you will see blue like, Right. But there's no science yeah. that can literally bring us there and, and really help us disprove it. Uh. So so I yeah. think it's a futile attempt to try to win the argument against them. So maybe mm. we want to focus more on like if you know someone in your life. Uh and as I mentioned to you, I already know two people. Uh and yeah, I, I, I know a few as well. You know a few as well. And I just talked to yeah, someone yeah. whose dad literally is an anti-vaxxer, you know, mm. uh, or at least doesn't believe in Western medicine, like believes one Chinese traditional Chinese medicine and all. So um, yeah, yeah there, there are all these people who are about and 
and they might see this petition and think that it, it, it's good lah. So it might be worth just going point by point and just talking about it also lah, right? Yeah, but I mean, like even before going there, are you saying that the anti-vax movement has no has no merit at all? No, in the sense that. Oh yeah, go ahead. What? Go ahead. What, what? No, in the sense that, in the sense that, is the assumption that the anti-vax vax 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 movement is inherently wrong already, lah. Um, no. Again, I can't hundred percent that definitively say that everything that they're saying is wrong. Yeah, yeah I'm sure there are some parts of what they're saying that that is is true, lah. That there are effects, there are side effects of these vaccinations that we don't know about yet, whether they're long term or, or anything like that. But um, mm. we can we can also talk a little bit about the history of anti-vaxxers. Because that's something I also uh, try to read up a little bit about, uh, you know, and understanding why, how and why these these movements have come about as well. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying you, you just to go down point by point of her, her vaccine, her, her spiel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, you know, it's a, it's a petition that's gaining steam. And if you are a very logical person, you read this, it might seem logical on the surface, lah. But it might be worth just talking through why it's not, uh, why why each of these points might not be the most relevant at this point, lah. You know. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. I mean, it sounds like you you are you're raring to go already. No, no. It's because um, it's because it's such a big topic, uh, It is impossible for us to say, um, with to, to really come to a conclusion other other than oh, anti vexers are stupid, you know, which. I don't want to get mm. too like I, I I if these are people we care about and and we we hope we'll never have to you know put on an oxygen tank strap on an oxygen tank on their backs and all that um, yeah yeah it, it's worth talking about lah right uh, I mean I don't know like unless because I'm looking at the points and I myself I don't know how to refute some of some of their claims oh, uh, yeah. some of this but we can talk so, through also that's, that's okay, where it's, talk it's through. talking through okay so. So, so the first one is that it only reduces the symptoms and if indeed the vaccine is effective, then it should do what it is supposed to do, which is to protect people from getting infected. Yeah, correct, correct. And uh, she also points out that you only need to look at Israel to see the results of their vaccination program. Yeah. I mean, uh, for, for that case, I mean like, what, what do you think of that? Huh? I mean, see, that's the thing. That's why for me, going down this path is... Uh, uh, I'm no, I'm no uh, vaccine expert or anything. And for me, the bigger thing is whether I support the differentiation in rules for vaccine versus unvaccinated people. Because to me, I think, I mean, just like you, I've also had interactions with a few people who are dead set against taking the vaccine. Mm. And no matter what you say, like I, uh, I even, uh, like my friend even asked, okay, if you're going to a country where there's incidence of yellow fever, mm. like certain countries in Africa, you are recommended to take a yellow fever shot. Yeah. Um, would you take it? And that person said, uh, yes. Or, or would you take the flu vaccine? Yeah. And they said, yes. So why not go the COVID vaccine? Because they said it's been rushed. Mm, um, and okay. I mean, it has been rushed, yeah. um, but it has also seen the efforts of like researchers around the world in like n- never before seen coordination to come up with something. Yeah. So so that's why in this sort of instance, to me, the, the, the question that for, for me that I'm kind of debating inside is whether I have issues with there being discrimination against vac- people who are vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Because once you go down the... The logic, logical stand of the people who don't believe in the vaccine, I don't mm. know how to argue against that. Okay, then let me just go on my spiel. Uh. 
yeah, yeah. Then, then you go on your spiel because I can tell yeah. I can tell you got something uh. Uh, I mean yeah. okay just it is true that we don't know enough we don't know a lot about the vaccines but uh, yeah. just because you are just because you got chicken pox before doesn't mean you'll never ever get it again even though you have built up a certain immunity against it uh, mm-hmm. you know I, I think that one you you know that like shingles is the adult version of chicken pox yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I had a bout of shingles even though I had chicken pox early in my life and all that so Sometimes it's just it's just what it is like immunity. Your immunity is not as strong at a certain point of time, and and virus can still take hold regardless of the vaccination. Yeah. But I think the yeah. the 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 whole point of of what they're saying here is is they're missing the point of the vaccination. The vaccination right now is meant to reduce the symptoms such that you don't become severely ill from from it. Like the likelihood of you becoming severely ill is much less lah. And that's being mm. borne out. It's being borne out real time with, with evidence of who's getting infected and who's who's needing oxygen, and who's needing to go to ICU like, right now. Um, yeah, yeah. And so the the main thing, as 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 the MTF has said, our new old goal is to is to make sure that our hospital capacities have enough space to to cope with whoever has serious uh, any serious effects of the of the virus, like, Right? If not, yeah, otherwise, yeah. for most people, it's actually. It can actually be quite a mild, like almost like influenza kind of thing, like, right? Mm-hmm. Um so so I think this this first argument is basically saying it's like saying that a vaccine you take already, you're supposed to be invincible against it. But that's not the point of the of take, of taking the vaccine right now. Like. So so mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's arguing something that's is 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 uh besides the point, like, you know. We 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 know that the yeah. vaccine is not that it's not a, a super powerful vaccine. It's not the eight man of vaccine that will kill ten viruses at a go or anything like that. It's a vaccine that up to a certain point, we know that it's generally effective to just prevent very serious symptoms. Um, it's like a flu vaccine also, right? It yeah. doesn't like yeah. 100% efficacy exactly. against I, the flu. I've, I've, when I was in the US, I was taking the flu vaccine every year and I would still get sick quite often, you know? Just just mm-hmm. because uh, my immunity was low or, or the weather was really strange or, or things like that, right? Mm. Mm. Okay. And then the second point was about implementing complicated dining restrictions, put additional pressure and strain FMB. I mean... Uh, yeah, like it does, like, but uh, we, I, I think for the sake of everyone, um, for everyone's safety, I think if we need to implement more of these things, I rather I think FMB would. I, I don't I don't speak for them, but I would imagine that they would rather have some of these new rules and still be able to open more freely than to have to close yeah. because there's another huge cluster again, like, right? Yeah, I mean this, this I point. Think, this point is she's talking on their behalf, like, and yeah. that that's where yeah. she lost me, like, because. Yeah. Like what you said, like what you said, like my my uh, uh girlfriend, she's in the uh fitness industry, and her studio having to adapt back and forth is a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, and yeah. I I would imagine there would also be some people like what you said preferring these formal restrictions if they can just stay open. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, right. So so so, so I okay. mean, and I I know that like even because I attended my first like wedding in a hotel over the weekend yeah. as well, and and they were super yeah. strict, super 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 strict. I never seen any any kind of hotel wedding that was conducted so strictly where you know I had to go and literally take a test and then you know and then before I walked in to just get my seat. Usually I'd be drunk before I even sit down already. La. But at that point mm. I, I just had to sit there and just wait for my test results, like you know. So so yeah. so they, they, they can these establishments establishments can and are willing to do it as long as they can continue doing their business, la, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, on a previous podcast, we also said there were calls from the FNB Association saying that, it, like, circuit breaker in some way was better than this phase two, phase two heightened alert, phase two, phase two heightened alert. Because once you know the restrictions, mm. you can adapt. Mm. It is the going back and forth that makes it tricky. Mm. Right. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, 
so yeah so that's the the second point the third point the is third such point. rules <laughs> yeah send the send message, the message of, of further, further division, division. Um, well all I can say is that right now Fuck off, <laughs> I mean there's only one message going out there right now one one message yeah. from top to bottom that is being fed to everyone and you are you are the group that's going against it and causing the division if anything like right yeah uh, she literally says national day is coming yeah. there is no better time to remember that we are all Singaporeans regardless of race language or religion yeah. but they never say regardless of vaccine status right hello yeah. you remember yeah. the pledge or not exactly <laughs> is race language or religion there's nothing about vaccination status in the pledge yeah and I think like the professor last time he he, he said already right there are there are definitely um, cons of taking of taking the the, the vaccine vaccine right now because that we don't know 100% the long term effects of it lah um, yeah, but at this point, we, well, well, I think the, the the point is, what is the point of of debating what happens in the long term if you can't even if you you can't even get past the next six months, like you know, like society yeah. can't function, kids are kids are are going crazy in school and and and, and the suicide rates are increasing, suicide rates are increasing, divorce rates, are increasing. society is starting to 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 crack, uh, you know, and if you can't even yeah. move forward and, and and try to live normally. Is this really living, like, right? So I think that's what most of us think as well. We know the vaccine is not hundred percent effective, hundred percent safe, or what. But because it's for a larger, it's a for a common good of everybody getting on, getting on with life, and 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 you know, uh, a bit like what wearing masks was, like, uh, is a is showing that you are adhering to a social contract. I wear a mask, I protect you. You wear a mask, you protect me, like, right? In that same way, mm, the mm, vaccine mm. is doing that as well. I think for for individuals, um, and and that's why I said I felt this swelling of pride when I walked into the vaccine center and saw so many people lining up and, and doing that doing their part lah. So when you are yeah. when you are saying that I don't want to have to deal with any long term effects of of the whole thing, essentially you're also saying that you don't care about how the larger population is living lah. You just want to only look out for yourself lah, right? And mm. and, and in spite of everyone trying to give you evidence to the contrary, you choose to only believe what you see on the internet or read on YouTube and things like that, lah, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And and literally, like yeah, in that in that imploded WhatsApp group as well, the doctors sent around a, a sent a pretty int- interesting medical uh, document to to us as well to show some of the that you know COVID sufferers, for example, um, they actually have a like a hundred percent increase in their in the possibility of getting a stroke as well, like for the, for almost two to three months after COVID. Oh, really? Like, yeah. So that's literally. So don't just talk about oxygen or ICU or that. You literally have to be on standby in case you get a stroke suddenly for two months. You know. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're stretching our medical services in a lot of different directions. Not just about oxygen or ICU beds or anything, but even like strokes and things like that. People have to start watching you and and really monitoring you. So can you imagine if a large population of people all got COVID and then all of them had to be monitored for like at least two months, right? For for any kind of mm-hmm. symptoms or stroke. So there's another way that it, it, this these uh, anti vaxxers are being very selfish. Right? They're prioritizing their own uh, their own long term health concerns over the society at large uh, and, and and as as mentioned society is is cracking. Um, and then point four, there are people in society who cannot take the vaccine for medical reasons. Should they be discriminated against for these reasons? Uh, I think it's too early to say how they'll be discriminated against. 
Because, uh, mm. I mean, there are babies and, you know, kids under 12 who can't take the vaccines. But there were exceptions exceptions made for them, right? For dining in and, and stuff like that. Yeah, as for well. dining in. Yeah, yeah. so we, we don't know how exactly they're going to lay this out. So um, maybe there are- But if, what were the exceptions? What were the exceptions, if you recall? Uh, oh, yeah, I think like if you are dining in a group of five or something, you know, and then there's one kid who was unvaccinated, that, then I think that's okay, you know? Or something like that, lah. Cause I, I mean, my kid is gonna be unvaccinated, right? So doesn't mean I can't go out with him in a bigger group than two, you know. That, that, that mm. things like that. So I, I, I think about things like that, but I'm sure those will eventually come to light as well. So uh, unvaccinated because just because of the age, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct. Okay, okay. okay. So I and I know mm. I know some people who are allergic to vaccinations, so um, you know, they deal in 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 quite frontliner kind of jobs as well, and and. Exceptions have been made for this person la, in his in his line of work as well. Uh, so yeah. I, I think if, if private organizations are capable of seeing that, hey, it's not your fault that you didn't take the vaccine. We're not going to fire you because of that. Uh, then I think also you can, you, you should be, you should be pretty assured that I think the public sector hopefully doesn't, doesn't do that to you either, la, right? Yeah, uh, I know. And I saw some chatter about how um, for those people, uh, they might just have to take tests a lot more often. La. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, I don't know Correct. whether it's official. I, I couldn't find anything that whether Ong Kong or Lawrence Wong said that, but yeah. I've seen that being proposed and I think that, okay, la, if you can't take it. Yeah. Um, I mean, so this is one of those things, right? Like no policy will ever adhere or satisfy everyone. Um, and to a certain extent, everyone is discriminated in yeah. some way, shape. Or I'm left-handed, right? I'm yeah. discriminated in a lot of ways. Not, but But in this case, I feel that sort of argument also is... Well, it, that's already assuming that uh, they are consciously discriminating this group yeah. without even giving giving them uh, giving the authorities a chance to find some way to accommodate them, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, right? You know, if you, you can't say everything is discrimination just because you're treated differently as well, lah, Right? Like, yeah. You were just saying that you just saying the earlier paragraph that you don't want to take the vaccine because of because of your own selfish uh, reasons as well. Then after that, yeah. when there are when there are downsides to that, then you complain that it's discrimination. You know, it's like like I'm for example I'm excused IPPT, but that means I can't I definitely cannot get the four hundred dollars for NS men who pass IPPT right? So is that discrimination mm. that I I'm not eligible for four hundred dollars for for you know keeping fit or anything like that? You know, but but yeah. I'm excused IPPT right? So so. There are trade-offs to everything, lah. That's what I'm just trying to say. Um, yeah, yeah, and then and then point five, they say there's no approved vaccine, and you know, yeah, it's only been approved for emergency use. I mean, duh, this is a pandemic. It's not like this. It's not like anyone saw this happening like ten years ago or anything like that, right? Um, so yeah. so yeah, like, there's not enough there. I mean, there's like like what you said, like, There's been an accelerated effort to try and uh, prove that these vaccines are are useful for humans, lah, right? Um, mm, mm, and then as as expected they they numbered their stuff wrongly as well because that's what that's what yeah. they, that's what that's in line with how they think as well uh, how has a way that's why just that when I was going through it I was like hey, there are 2.5 yeah, yeah the second point five is that they are concerned by recent warnings by a group of doctors to warn against the inoculation of young people uh, has received a harsh report of MOH uh, I think we talked about this before, like, right? The doctors who, who put the letter together. 11, of, 11 out of 12 of them rescinded their support for the letter. Um, no, yeah. I'm not saying that it's invalid, like, but um, 
like like what one thing yeah so one thing I also realized is that uh, doctors are also not this monolithic group of people who all agree on on the same thing as well. There are some doctors mm. who would you know they would um have slightly different views like even reading the same research papers they also will come up with different views on on things and and you would expect there would be some debate within the community but but to take this letter by twelve as the example of why you are why you refuse to to take the vaccine then i think then i think that that's um that that's also just cherry picking right yeah um yeah and then they say no checks and balances number six is no checks and balances in the verification of vaccine injury and deaths reported uh and they, because they already know of friends and families who have suddenly died after they have taken the vaccine but there's always not enough evidence to suggest it's linked to the vaccine or similar response. This is a politically correct answer, but not the answer that we want. So what is the answer you want? You, you I mean, that's 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 the point, like, I think we they they there's a bit of a confirmation. They, this their last line literally points to a confirmation bias. Like, there's an answer that they want, like, right? And, and when the mm. answer is not given, they just say they will just keep crying foul that, that that's the wrong answer, like. Um so there, there definitely is a bit of a conspiracy theory hat being worn right now. And number seven, mm. we are concerned that the big farmers have systematically removed information that is not pro-vaccine on YouTube, Google, Facebook, Twitter, and other sites. And we do not want foreign influencers to dictate the safety of our citizens and country. What do you think of that? Uh? Um, I mean, this is going into the the, the, the major tinfoil hat uh, conspiracy theory uh, element. And I mean, like, like I guess the biggest thing for me is why... I don't even feel like there's there's um the need to debunk a lot of this because a lot of these are big claims la. Mm. And if you look at a Facebook post, right, um there were certain people just pushing back. She did say in a Facebook post essentially what she said in this petition, but people were responding kind of saying that, okay, you know, you talk about this this thing being rushed and experimental. Uh yeah, the vaccines were rushed, but uh, the person shared a link to a router's page uh, for fact-checking some of the common myths. La. Like mm-hmm. um, all the vaccines were con- uh, considered experimental and then they talk about how, okay, there were, why it is, yes, considered experimental, but the processes that happen. La. And then another myth that they were all allowed to skip animal trials um, and then they have links saying that, no, they were not technically skipped uh, animal trials. It's just that they did animal and human trials at the same time as opposed to one after the other, which is a normal process. Like. Mm. But the yeah. response to her supporters on a Facebook post was like, oh, this is routers. Sorry, I do not trust routers. Yeah, yeah. So so then then it feels like, wow, fuck. Like, um, a lot of the claims in the petition were just very high uh, high level claims, which you look at it, especially the seven point, uh, Big Pharma. Yeah, Big Pharma has done some fucked up shit. Mm. But Big Pharma has also done a lot of good shit and if you want to talk about the fucked up shit you need to give a bit more concrete example and that's what scares me about this petition because it echoes the sentiments of a lot of these anti-vaxxers almost unjustifiably because like what you said you can find reasons to explain anything like I went to the bathroom number two twice today Mm. there are many reasons why I could have said you know what that's I ate something yesterday and there was this that's why I went twice instead of three times as I normally go or one time as I don't go and I mean I don't say I go three times normally I mean Mm. normally there's a lot of other factors but all I'm saying is you can find a reason to justify anything yeah 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 Um, so so, yeah generally that that, that was that I just yeah I just sorry go ahead no no you finish your thought uh yeah, generally I just feel right now it's I I know it's not perfect, the yeah. vac- the information or the results or 
and everything that we know about vaccines is not perfect. But um, yeah. we need to find a way to get out of this situation. Like, there's just yeah. too many businesses dying, you know, and and and, and things, you know, the seams in society are starting to crack. And I'm not saying that we, we just needlessly throw caution to the wind, but, uh, you know, we, we take as much, as much precaution as we can, but at the same time, we got to understand that there is a there is a social aspect to to taking a vaccine as well is i protect you you protect me right and, yeah. and if you I don't mean, want to sign then, this right? contract if you don't want to sign this contract um yeah then then don't complain so much about like why is there restrictions on you later right yeah i mean that's why at the end of the day after discussing all this also for me like they want to start this petition i'm like uh okay you go ahead people sign it but I feel at the end of the day, if they don't want to get vaccinated, honestly, uh, it's it's an unfortunate uh, reality of their choice. But mm. that's why I fully support the difference in rules for vaccinated people versus unvaccinated people. Like, because, mm. of course, you can look at it and like, oh, you know, they are forcing people to get vaccinated. But I do believe that there is some merit to the stance that, okay, this is also protecting the unvaccinated people. Mm. You can argue that that is a... Uh, a facade beneath the actual motivation to get everyone to take this vaccine that has a microchip in them to control <laughs> them and all that shit. Yeah. But it is it is still a choice and there are always going to be repercussions to your choice. Like, and if all of us taking the vaccines are doing a big mistake and we're all going to die in five years, then for them all, then in five years, they can rule the world. Uh, yeah. Right? So it's their choice and that's why to me, I'm actually kind of uh, in support of the difference in, in, in regulations. Um, or at least the stance that uh, they are taking, awaiting the nitty-gritties that will inevitably come out, like, hopefully. I don't think they're going to just blanket like this. Like what you said, there are going to be there are exceptions for kids and all. If the if there are no exceptions for stuff like that, then you can shit on it all you want. Like. But yeah. for now, I philosophically, I support the stance. Like. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and uh, there's a couple of like very interesting... Like uh, there, there is at least one uh, very interesting his, the history of anti vaxxers uh, on, Yes, can you talk on, about that a bit, on please? Wise crack, la. and and I think you you can trace anti vaxxers all the way back to the the uh, Napoleon and, and 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 because um because smallpox was a was a very big deciding factor in whether soldiers won or lost a war, la, Right, you know whether they could survive mm. uh, bouts of smallpox. Uh, and when finally, I think it was brought over from slaves actually, uh, in Africa to Europe, right? They brought uh, techniques of of uh, vaccination, uh, which was literally to to take take dead script, they script dead cells from people who had died of the disease, and then they mashed mm. it up, they mashed it up into powder, and then like snorted it like cocaine like that, la. So that was. That was how the vac- vaccines were early, uh, vaccines of smallpox and, and were uh, administrated in the early, early, early days. Uh, thankfully, mm. we don't have to do it like that anymore because that sounds disgusting. But but uh, yeah, because once I think once Napoleon found out that you could do it this way, he ordered for everyone, uh, all the soldiers and uh, all the citizens to to get vaccinated like that. And um, mm. I think, and also then, then of, of course, after that, uh, it, coincided with uh, the the French Revolution and, and and so so there was a very big distrust of anything that the that, that the government uh, told you to do that was good for you and everything so so essentially yeah la, vaccination became demonized as a as a tool of control as well um, mm. and so you see that all across the years uh, 
general uh, general uh, anti-vaccine movements are generally linked to uh, distrust of the of the government. So uh, there's a lot more examples later that you can also see, but that's a lot of where it started. Like, and it, it also tells you where society is at uh, in terms of like, um, you know, if there are a lot of people who don't trust vaccinations, like, right? Uh, yeah. So so it's quite it's quite interesting um, political history behind it as well. Yeah, and I mean, even if you look at the whole vaccine thing, right? First of all, and and I want to get your, I want I need you to confirm this also. In Singapore, there are actually mm. two vaccines that are compulsory under the Infectious Diseases Act, mm. which is for measles and diphtheria, mm. uh, which is compulsory for children. I assume your your kid also got those vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right? Yeah. and and I mean, there's a whole bunch of vaccines. I think there's like uh the the NCIS, which is the National Childhood Immunization Immunization Schedule, mm. covers vaccinations against twelve diseases, only two of which are compulsory. But there's a whole bunch lah. Yeah. Um, and then even for adults, the National Adult Immunization Schedule, the NAIS, yeah. uh, oversees eleven diseases, mm. and based I think on a whole bunch of different factors, some people might have to get vaccinations against Hep B and and uh, influenza and all that mm, but mm. even if in the broader scheme of things there have been a bunch of diseases that have been eradicated by vaccines mm. and I think a few years ago uh, polio which is a disease had been that had been eradicated I think started showing up in the US because that could mm. be attributed to the rise of the anti-vax movement yeah. so yeah. it's almost like fuck these diseases, diseases which are horrible diseases have been eradicated but they are coming back because of the anti-vax movement so that's where you look at it, you're like, mm, okay, that's a uh, that's very unfortunate. Um, but at the same time, I don't think I think like if you look at the post by these anti-vaxxers and all, it's gonna be hard to convince them. Which is why I think this sort of like opt-out policy is almost yeah. like an email newsletter, lah. Yeah. As in, you don't need to sign up; you just opt out, lah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. for those who are okay to sign up, you sign up, and I think that's that's a way forward, lah. Like what we talked about, lah, is like the army. Yeah, everyone when someone one person fucks up everyone get in push up position and then wait for that person to go in yeah, clean yeah. up himself that, like, right? and, <laughs> and that literally happened in your whatsapp group right yeah, yeah, so yeah, what yeah. you said it literally happened unfortunately it imploded uh, did anyone yeah. leave the group uh, no but I don't hear the anti-vaxxer saying anything anymore la. yeah he switched off already. Uh. He, and he mute he mute he the mute, group already muted the group already uh. very angry friendship is over he, but, he declared this friendship but is you over. know like We've been recording for like 30 plus minutes and within mm. 30 minutes, the, vex, the the number of people who have signed is already at 4,830. So it's definitely yeah. growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was like a hundred. I think a hundred. Anyone listening, you can rewind and, and uh, quote me on how, uh, what the count was just now. But it's a hundred people that signed up within like the past 30 minutes, which yeah. is uh, like three per minute. La. That's, okay, la. that's pretty high, man. Okay, la. It's very easy to sign a petition. But just think about it. Every day, one more percent of our population is getting... Getting the shot, getting a shot lah. Getting, basically. getting the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, getting so the that's, it's a race lah. It's a race, you know, between the two. And I mean, we we've, we've spoken about time capsules before. Maybe five years time, you know, when we're all dead because of the vaccine, mm-hmm. the anti-vaxxers can listen to our podcast and yeah. laugh at how idiotic we were for agreeing to take the vaccine yeah. But until then, yeah. don't complain if you can't get into your fucking gyms or restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least, at least, like you said, like, it doesn't matter whether you are you bought a GCB or a HDB or whatever. We all yeah. taking we're all taking the same vaccine, lah. Supposedly, yeah. So we all, if we all die, we all die together, lah. Whether, whether you live in a GCB Gates, or a HDB, when or Bill what, Gates, 
when Bill Gates presses the button that activates the microchips in all our heads. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it would be it would be a nice it would be a good ride like would have been a good ride like. Yeah. And knowing that you got a chance mm-hmm. to hang out mm-hmm. rub shoulders at the graveyard with uh with all the billionaires and all as well. <laughs> I'll be cremated, lah, bro. I'll be cremated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll scattered, burn with them. Scattered, I'll burn with scattered them. into the scattered, same water. Correct. Scattered in the correct. same water as these billionaires. Scattered uh. in the same water. Yeah. That will be in the reservoirs that the anti-vaxxers will use to drink water after we're all gone. La. They'll be shower, showering in there, man. Showering. <laughs> showering. <laughs> with our people. ash water. Yeah. With our ash water. Yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, oh, man. Speaking of showering... Uh-huh. I mean, this is our next topic is about something, <laughs> something related to uh, what you wear when you go to the beach, right? I was just thinking of showering. How's that, how's that speaking of showering? <laughs> showering, you know, you go to the beach, you're very sandy, then you need to shower and get rid of the sand on your body, you know. So, wow, what's it? Yeah. What's it? You talk about COVID, you suddenly uh, allergic, developing yeah, allergic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Um, <laughs> allergic to anti vaxxers uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, mm. so uh, that's our second topic of the day. A much, 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 thankfully, goofier topic. And what is this topic? Yeah, This topic is uh, uh, the ongoing buzz about um, women's attire during the Olympics. La. They are sporting uniforms. Mm. Um, and there's actually been a couple of incidents that happened outside of the Olympics recently that culminated in there being a lot more attention um mm on the, the attire of women like basically mm. around uh, the over sexualization of women uh, through their often kind of like scantily designed uh, sporting uniform in the Olympics yeah yep. um, I, I believe the one that got the most uh, visibility was the Norwegian beach handball team mm. and I specify handball team because mm-hmm. There were quite a lot of articles written about them as the beach volleyball team, mm. yeah, the beach handball team during the European Championships, uh, I think like a month or two ago in Bulgaria, mm. where they played their final game in um, tight uh, sh- tight shorts instead of bikini bottoms and they got fined. Yeah, 1,500 euros per, per bottom, right? Uh, no, the team was 1,500 euros, oh, so okay, each of them okay. had to pay 150 euros. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Okay, okay. Yeah. And it wasn't at the Olympics. Um, But I think people started sharing that in response to um, a Paralympian who was told um, a few weeks ago during the Paralympics that her her, her bottom was a a bit too short Mm -hmm. and that she needed to wear something longer. So she posted Mm -hmm. about that saying, that oh, would men be subject to such comments? And then people started sharing this. And I think people were, were thought that this was part of the Olympics. But more recently the German women gym, gymnastics team, mm. uh, instead of wearing like the the leotard or the high-cut leotards that gymnasts normally wear, mm. they wore a, a bodysuit, mm. a unitard. I believe that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and they specifically specifically talked about how it was uh, uh, a show la, to show that um, they want to wear those full bodysuits um, mm. and it was their choice. Yes. And so far, they haven't been fined or anything. Yeah. Um, but it was also pointing uh, uh, or, or calling out the, the double standards between men's and women's sporting uniform. Mm. Right. Yeah. And so there's a lot of chatter about that. And and even in the pop culture, uh, Pink, the three-time Grammy-winning uh, singer, offered to pay the fine for the Norwegian uh, beach handball team. Mm-hmm. Correct. So... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, before this podcast, we had to do a little bit of uh, research on bikini bottoms. 
Um, yeah. The shocking thing is, yeah, I literally went to the International Handball Federation's rules of the game book. Uh, and uh, it's it's easily like 100 over pages. And, uh, and then when mm. you search for bikini, it literally yeah, it comes up like in four mentions as well. Uh, where, where, is it? Yeah, just only four mentions where basically they just say, you know, female athletes must wear bikini bottoms that are in accordance with a close graph, uh, with an enclosed picture, and and the side width must be a maximum of ten centimeters. So it's that exact. Uh. They say it must have yeah. a close fit and cut on an upward angle towards the top of the leg. You know, so so they're yeah. very specific about the cut and and how wide the whole thing is. Then there's literally like almost like infographic showing how 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 big it can be and and where you can put logos and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 very specific, man. It's like really, uh, they don't explain why, which was why I want, which was what I wanted to ask. Like, why is it that the men can wear shorts and but women must wear bikinis, lah? But uh, it seems like it's almost like a given that this is just how it's gonna be, right? Yeah. So so one thing also that I realize is that the Olympics or the European Championships and all. Um, they are no Olympics like any any sporting event that has a whole bunch of sports. They apparently don't decide the uniform. It is more mm. the individual sporting bodies that do. Mm-hmm. So in this case, it wasn't the European Championships. Yeah. Um. Uh, or maybe I mean European Championships for beach handball is going to be organized by that body, or, or so they would have a yeah. say like, But for this German team, for example, wearing the the leotards, mm-hmm. uh, the unitards, if they if they did. Uh, go against certain regulations or something it is I don't think it's the Olympic regulations it is more the governing body for gymnastics mm-hmm. so that's one thing and the reason why I bring that up is because there's a history of of uh, different organizations kind of being quite explicit about um, what their female athletes uh, should wear mm. and I think in in say uh, in at the 2012 London Olympics, apparently the Amateur International Boxing Association tried to make female boxers wear skirts instead of shorts, mm. and the reasoning was that spectators would be able to discern more easily between female and male boxers. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, then yeah, there was yeah. a petition started. There were 57,000 signatures, and then they said, "Okay, you can wear shorts or or a skirt, lah." Mm. Um, then in 2011, the Badminton World Federation, um decided that female athletes playing at an elite level must wear dresses or skirts and mm. they defended their decision saying this would create a more attractive presentation. Mm. Um, on the flip side, the International Volleyball Federation in 2012 um, expanded the range of attire that women can wear, including hijabs, mm. just to to make it a little more accessible. So it's clearly sure. the governing bodies. Yep. And I think the, the further you go down the rabbit hole, right, the more you see these instances of like, oh, fuck, actually... Uh, is it? It is. It it feels very, very discriminate, uh, like double standards, like a mm-hmm. lot of double standards. But but here's a question now. Uh, here's a question. Like yeah. um, I mean, here we are, two dudes getting, yeah, two dudes getting 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 offended. <laughs> you mean you by, don't wear bikini bottoms for your runs? Uh, you not my runs. Uh, not my runs. But sometimes I go swimming and all that. Uh, uh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. The speedos are uh, speedos. Is that called? Um, yeah. but but here's my question. So um. I mean, like right now, if I'm not wrong, tennis is the sport with the highest, with the the most popular uh, uh, female sport, like right, in the world. Yeah, tennis, right? 
And yeah. um, do you think that is tennis? It? Is it? I believe it is, like, I believe it is. Uh, because okay, they, okay, earn, okay. they earn as much as their male counterparts for the Grand Slams. Mm. That, that I know for sure. Mm. Um, and mm. it's been quite a number of years already. Um, and do you think it's... What do you think of the tennis, what, what the tennis players wear, the female tennis players wear, compared to what the male ten- tennis players wear? Um, I mean, there's definitely a, a bit more of a fashion element to female tennis players. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it is commented on. Uh, I know when Anna Konnikova, for, for Gen Zs who may not have heard of Anna Konnikova, she was um, like a highly ranked tennis player. I don't think she ever won a Grand Slam. Mm. But she was like the first sex symbol that came out of tennis, la, global mm. sex symbol. And there are so many clips of interviewers asking her about what she wore more than her tennis. La. Mm. So... So, I mean, there's definitely like uh, more emphasis on what they wear for, for women in tennis. But yeah, yeah the, like what, what, what do you think about it? Um, I mean, it's hard to deny that uh, what the, the female tennis players wear or, or the attractiveness, so to speak, physical attractiveness has not contributed to to the success, the, the success in the sport, of the sport, right? Mm, Be- mm, because um, I mean like, like what you say Anna Konnikova but Sharapova and, and, and you know there are a lot of other tennis players who, who you know became uh, were known not only for, for playing tennis but also for for the stuff they did off the court as well like, which, which was you know hang out with celebrities yeah. and everything like that and then yeah. so, so that's why tennis is is where it is today like, right and um, mm. if you are a smaller sport or organization or federation trying to to hopefully one day emulate the success of of, of tennis and, and get you know fight for things like equal pay for for your the females versus the males and stuff like that right um mm. maybe that's where that's what they're looking towards like, right uh, and maybe yeah. the question is to it's less about talking about these sports these smaller sports that uh don't don't enjoy as much global attention but you compare to to you know something like tennis lah. Why why aren't people getting more outraged by by what the women are wearing in tennis? Cause cause you know there was a like, like I mentioned, like, it's hard to deny that there was a big part of the of 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 why how tennis got you know uh, more popular as well, like, right? Yeah, I mean, I will I will totally admit that I was uh, in love with Anna Konnikova. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And when I found out she was dating Enrique Iglesias, yeah. I did feel like. Fuck, there goes my shot. But but yeah, there goes my shot. But even in terms of aside from all the perving that guys always do, like right, sometimes yeah. like um when 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 I see like a Serena Williams, sometimes I watch her matches just to see what she's wearing, especially for the U.S. Open and all that, like, right? And and mm. not necessarily in a perving kind of way, but uh, you know you know that she's gonna make a statement with what she wears, like, like I think there was one year she wore. Uh, almost like a cat suit, almost on on court. Uh. Yeah, a cat suit, and she uh, was told to that she couldn't, right? Yeah, she she can't couldn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was provocative in that way, uh, and 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 you know, it, you know, it, was, it attracts attention. You know, it, it's 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 a bit almost like wrestling and that, like, right? Your wrestling attire is part of your your whole your whole mm. persona and all that. So so if, if yeah. the if it's up to the the individual to decide uh, what they want to wear, shouldn't yeah, shouldn't they be Generally allowed to to decide that lah, and I'm yeah, just saying, so, I'm, just mean, saying guess, I'm just saying I'm just trying to play devil's advocate a bit in terms of everyone getting outraged about what what is happening with uh, handball and volleyball and all that. 
I, I mean, I think, I think like, okay, because even in the gymnastics debate, right, uh, Simon Biles, yeah. uh, Simon Biles, yeah. the, like, the, the living legend of a gymnast uh, from America, she said that she prefers wearing the high-cut leotard because mm. it makes her legs look longer. She's mm. quite, she's not the tallest. La. Yeah. So that's her choice. Yeah. Um, I think the, the biggest debate here, of course, there will be people who would get enraged about uh, any fucking thing. La. But I think the bigger debate here is that they, they, as long as they're given a choice, they mm. can wear what they want. La. I mm. think for the Norwegian women's beach handball team, it was almost mm. like it's mandated you have to wear this. Mm. Um, and I think if the rule was, okay, you can wear this, this is, so some people, if you want to wear bikinis, maybe that country feels like, oh fuck. It's like YouTube, la, you know, there are channels that do a lot of clickbait. Yep, yep, right? Yep, right? They get a lot of views, um, they grow a lot bigger. We realized that uh, we both Terence and I, uh, if we wear low cut tops, we probably will get a lot less views. <laughs> so we decided to not go down that path, la, yeah. right? Yeah. But so I think I think it's more about the rules mm. where, and that's where when you said you know you went down the the rabbit hole of looking at the handbook and there are literal mentions of you cannot you have to wear bikini bottoms and all that. Yep. So I think that's where it feels like okay maybe that needs to evolve. Yeah, if at the end of the day, with the rules, with the freedom of choice, people still wear bikini bottoms, uh, uh, then that's their choice. La. And yeah. would I be inclined to watch a beach handball game between teams with bikini bottoms versus not bikini bottoms? Probably yes. Yeah. <laughs> Probably yes. But yeah. I think it is just more about, okay, then it becomes a choice on the part of the team. Yeah. Just like how it is a choice for on the part of YouTubers whether they want to put tits in the thumbnail. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. La. I think you're right. I think it's because it's is mandated in the yeah in the the rule book. Actually, they can just get around it very easily. They just not say mandate, but give the men's side also the option of wearing bikini bottoms or oh, yeah, those long. <laughs> yeah. And then you see, I mean, maybe there are groups of there will be groups of men who do want to wear speedos because they have nice legs and nice quads and they want to show it right. So um, yeah, yeah, and, and that could exactly. attract a different audience as well, right? So. Why why limit the why limit it to just women only la? You want to attract all kinds of audiences or so what, right? That is true. Yeah. That is true. Like you I mean <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo, I think he would choose the speedos anytime, la, right? Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> speedos. That is true. Huh? So because that because I true. can see what you're what you're saying in that once everybody starts wearing shorts because it's the politically correct thing to do, right? Then again, the one thing that brings back the bikini bottoms or the speedos will become like, oh, sensations, global sensations again, right? And as long yeah. as they didn't break a rule in the rule book, which is like, okay, you got to wear at least bikini bikini bottoms, both men and women must wear at least bikini bottoms and the rest is up yeah. to you. Then, then I think, you know, nobody will be making such a ruckus about it, right? Yeah, and I mean, in some way, you also see, like, let's say even MMA, right? Mm. You get some people to who really participate in the trash talking and the showmanship, like Conor yeah. McGregor. Yeah. Uh, and you get some people who just want to fight, lah. Yeah. Uh, and you can yeah. argue that if you don't trash talk, you won't earn as much. Mm. But then it becomes a choice on their part, lah. Like if you look at Khabib, he fucking just went undefeated. But mm. is he as popular as Conor McGregor? No. But for him, maybe he just wanted to fight, lah. Yeah. So then it becomes a choice, lah. I mean. I know we also have debated in the past, should we do more clickbaity shit? Should we put like more sex in our thumbnails and all? Mm. Um, but yeah, like it was a choice on our part to not go down that path. Yeah, I think you you brought an interesting point about the 
UFC. And then what's interesting about UFC is that if you think about it, it's a very, very new sport where the norms and, and all these things are literally being created as we speak, right? So Yeah. Uh for example, this this what you see now, what UFC fighters wear now, these uniforms that they're wearing. Uh just a few years ago there was no such thing, you know. And then fighters were supposed to, I mean, they're supposed to bring their own uniforms and get their own spot. And they were able to get their own sponsors for the uniforms and stuff like that. So so that was actually very good for the fighters because they were able to actually make quite a lot of money from sponsors. Uh. But once, yeah. um, you know, once there was a rule book thrown down saying that you have to wear a certain type of uniform and it has to be from Reebok and now it has to be from Venom. Uh, yeah, you know, that that then they lose, they lose part of that, that, um, that, that sponsorship income lah. and um, you know and, and the, the thing about uh, martial arts as well is that you notice actually the guys are the ones that constantly, a lot of them uh, if they can wear less they would wear as little as possible lah. you know because, yeah, because yeah, they need yeah. they need full flexibility of their legs and their limbs and, and everything so so everyone's wearing tights and as short as possible and you know topless as well so it, it's it's yeah, once once you give people the, the choice, you you'd be surprised that they, they actually would choose the one that that that, that goes against uh what what you normally think are like that the guys would you know cover up their legs or whatever things like that, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, but yeah, same thing, same thing for the yeah. the women's side of things. Like maybe they just tweak their book a bit just to make it equal between men and women. Then okay, already, yeah. Yeah, but, but I mean, I guess it's it's interesting, like and. It, if if someone told you that it would become an issue during those Olympics, I think everyone would agree. Like, okay, now the time is right for these kind of discussions to be had. Like, so in some way, it's a, it's a, it just makes the Olympics more interesting. Like, yeah. like the one yeah. thing I'm actually quite happy about is the Olympics. There's yeah, people are talking about the COVID thing, you know, but it actually feels like a real Olympics where people are talking about the sports. You know, you see mm. like fucking stories of like Philippines getting their first ever gold medal. Yeah. Uh, some unknown amateur cyclists winning uh like blowing past the gold medal uh uh, uh the the favorite yeah. and it just feels like oh fuck this this the the magic of the olympics i i i feel it man of course i'm pissed off that fucking singtel is uh, is the only telco that has the unlimited uh, coverage across 14 channels and starhub doesn't yeah so yeah, i have yeah. to refer to the, try and watch on me watch which doesn't fucking watch work on my tv so i have to watch it on my app ah it doesn't work but, on tv yeah why not? Yeah, for some reason. I don't know whether it's my TV or whether it's just the Mi Watch app. But you can't, you like, can't just like cast it to your TV or anything? Uh, I've tried. I mean, the, the thing about casting, then I have to download this app because I, I have a, a Samsung TV and an Apple phone and casting was also hard. But No, but, you can, yeah, do, you can just, do If you have a Samsung TV, it should be okay. Chromecast. I don't know. Maybe it's some maybe it's something to do with my TV la. So, so maybe maybe yeah, it's more my TV la. Like I take I take back what I said, but I feel, I feel like I was talking to my parents or something. Hey, shut <laughs> up, la. Hey, but speaking of which, Joseph Schooling is his first race is today at six PM, I think. Oh really? Oh awesome, awesome. We'll be yeah, just yeah, at six yeah. PM. But, Joseph but, Schooling. But we still yeah. need to get through yes. a couple of important segments first. First correct, one is uh, one shook comment. Yes. Uh yeah, my one shook comment is uh from Tomato. Tomato Matter, mm. who's quite a active commenter uh, for for our, on our Yalabat subreddit, and it is on the thread for episode one eight five MP Ong Ye Kung explaining the slide back to Patuha and the petition yeah. to cancel NDP twenty twenty one, and it was just um his his uh, his or her comment about how being a religious person 
uh, it's saddening that people don't want to get vaccinated because they think God can heal them whatsoever. Mm. So I just found it refreshing to hear that from a self-proclaimed religious person talking about why that is an issue. Um, and, and he gave an analogy about how if you're so committed to God saving you, even if you fall in a river, um, a helicopter wants to come and save you. Like the, the story said was, yeah, the guy rejects the, the helicopter because God will save him. He dies, he goes to heaven and tells God, why don't you save, why don't you save me? So it just feels like it's, it's one of those things that is a very dangerous thought bubble to get caught in. Mm-hmm. But it also resulted in a, in a nice discussion between a long-time commenter, accidental jurist and, and this person. And just I thought, okay, it's, it's, it's a, I mean, I'm not the most religious person and I always appreciate hearing from people who have different perspectives and talking about this because I know I've heard from those people uh, that I mentioned earlier but who don't want to get vaccinated and one of the reasons was also about God lah. Mm, mm. Uh, about how God is there, it's in God's will, so why get vaccinated? You know, old already, why get vaccinated? So yeah. that was an interesting comment. Mm, okay, okay. Uh, my yeah. interesting comment was uh, from the latest episode one, uh, the latest episode 186, where mm. I think man official uh, basically has said that he also, I mean, he's confirmed something that that, that you and I were, were talking about. Lah. He said that he also felt that, that same rousing sense of like of pride when he went for his uh his jab uh, basically he went he went for his mm. uh vaccination jab the rousing sense of pride that 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 he he what did he said he said that he he was really taken in by our rousing emotional take on the scenes at vaccination centers and we managed to put into words how he felt when getting his jabs as well uh. Uh, but he says that mm. he probably wasn't going to stand up and sing home and anything. But but he just just something. It was just something in the air when you see everyone silently doing that part, lah. Uh, I tell you what, lah. Next time you go, if you haven't got your your jabs or you're about to get your jabs and all, you go there and just like put your hand as you're sitting there for the half an hour. Put your hand on your on your chest like you're saying the pledge on your chest, uh. yeah, and then just quietly <laughs> quietly say under your breath the pledge. And just look around to your, around you and see who else is doing the exact same thing at the same time. Then you know that that person is also a Yalaba listener. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'd be funny. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fucking great, man. Yeah. People will look at you like, what the hell is that doing? But together, you all will have a connection yeah. that will be like, unlike any connection people have shared in the past. Yeah. And then, and then you're all like, Yala, give a... Oh, I mean... And then give a fist bump or something. Yeah. Though also speaking about Yalaba listeners, uh, just now before this podcast, I actually joined uh, a Telegram group that is for anti-vaxxers. Uh. Oh really? And, yeah, and someone I think saw me join and messaged me, uh, and and was just asking, oh my god, is is this Harish from Yalaba? And I was like, oh shit, you know, that that's kind of interesting, and and uh, and I think he's quite he he kind of predicted what we will be talking about uh. Oh, so a shout out to you. If you're listening, he he's part of that group, as in his his. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh yeah, fuck. <laughs> why the hell is he part of the group? <laughs> that's that's so, why you're, that's why you're sneezing so, now. They're, they're checking up on you as we speak. Oh my god, it came through Telegram. Oh my god, I got I got inf- infection through Telegram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, but but yeah. So so if you're listening, first of all, can you can you just tell me why are you part of the group? <laughs> if you're also just uh there to un- kind of understand the conversations that are happening, then good on you. But if you are part of the anti-vax movement and you don't want to get vaccinated, then sorry, man, you got to eat at home for the next few months. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So that brings us to our yes. final one shook thing segment. 
Is, yeah, um, why don't why don't you go first this time? Uh yeah, I mean uh I think the the one shock thing for me in recent days has just just been John Mayer's new album, Sob Rock. Um mm. the album's out really and, and and what I really like about it is that it's very it's really very themed, eighties themed. So so it, it feels like these songs were written in the eighties and but but they were and you know brings you to a certain time a certain place in the 80s or 90s and 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 um yeah it's just a very nice chill album to just vibe to i mean a lot of uh as with any john Mayer album a lot of uh, uh very honest very raw lyrics to get around uh but that's not what the one joke thing i want to talk about actually what the one joke thing was that he actually on the day of the release of his album he did an interview uh on apple music so the apple music youtube channel so if you just look up apple music mm. Uh, where John Mayer is talking to uh, a guy called Zane Lowe, where they go quite in depth into the creative process behind the album, uh, and 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 mm. it's just interesting hearing hearing uh you know someone who's been at it for almost twenty plus years, just staying relevant for twenty plus years, you know, uh, but but not not sticking to it, like the formulaic kind of music and then trying different genres and everything. Uh, just just thinking, just hearing about how he, how his creative process is when writing songs. In fact, he, he like for example, he says like he he takes like you know writing songs uh, or writing an album very much like a film uh, a director writing a script now uh, where where he wants mm. to get into the mind of another character and then explore that that world rather than everything always coming from himself autobiographically as well. Uh. So so it's oh. um, it's quite interesting things that they, they talk about in that in that interview. So, uh, an inter- interview is done in a very like uh, conversation style, like a podcast. So so it's a, it's actually quite an interesting. Listen, so do check it out. It's, it's uh, John Mayer, Sob Rock and Implanting False Memories, but on Apple Music. Yeah, I mean John Mayer. Fuck, like I think when I found out that he was going on tour with Dave Chappelle, I think yeah. last year or something, and doing like this comedy music performance it fucking blew my mind man yeah 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 um, and he just seems like a super cool guy la. I think he was a bit of a jerk like when he was like really really Before, famous la, right? in the 2000s <laughs> when he would like the days when he was talking about you know he was being interviewed in Playboy and he talked about all his his, his sex life sexual and everything. conquest yeah 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 uh. bit of an asshole kind of vibe la. but now now I think he's a bit older so a bit more a bit less of that already a little bit less of that fret, fret house bro kind of feel to him I see yeah. that's cool that's cool yep alright uh, yeah my my one shook thing is um, something that's been a one shook thing in my life for a long time but I recently caught wind of another one of his comics he mm. is none other than The Oatmeal mm. Uh, mm. which is a long running um, I wouldn't even say comic like a like visual artist slash comedian online mm. um, it's run it's run literally by this one guy Matthew Inman and the post that caught my mind, uh, which I saw on Facebook, was uh, a simple comic. Like he does, he has very funny comic titles, like mm. um, like how to uh, how to make the human wonders what time it is. Yeah. Uh, how to ten ways to befriend a misanthropic cat reaching people on the internet in twenty twenty one. Why we need to talk about wombats. So. He had this one post uh, talking about yeah reaching people in the internet in 2021, and it was kind of his announcement that he's going to be moving away from over over reliance on social media and asking people to sign up for his newsletter. Mm. But I mean, 
which I thought was an interesting move given that he literally built his career on Instagram, Facebook and had millions of fans. But then I started going through some of his older posts and I think if anyone has not heard of the oatmeal, uh, just go check out his website, his Facebook page, his Instagram. I think it's fucking great. Uh, like he's one of my favorite content creators of all time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I know you're also a fan of him. So yeah. so if, if anyone listening <laughs> has not, just check him out. Yeah, I just, I just saw the comic. It's pretty funny. But uh, yeah, yeah and it's true. It's true that that now, like yeah, um, I think content creators are starting to be a lot more wary of 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 building an audience on Facebook and and YouTube and all, and all these things, like right? Yeah. So yeah. even even and for us, we also f- think about it, like, Yeah. The first time he went viral was year like I don't know eight years ago when he did a comic about how Tesla is a badass and not Thomas Edison. Mm. Um, and he literally. Uh, single-handedly fundraise like a million or two dollars to save Tesla's lab in New York mm. um, and that went viral and then he's done comics that are very light-hearted but also very deep I think there was one that I, I remember you telling me something about his dog yeah, yeah that you also dog. found very touching yeah, right yeah correct correct yeah, so he's fucking great and like he started he, I think he started off by making comics on Microsoft Paint and then mm. migrated from there so, so yeah he's fucking great and he creates some games as well so Pretty dope content creator, mm. the oatmeal. Cool. Oh, yeah, man. Ooh, that was a long one. That was a long one. Yeah. Uh, cool, but about a very important topic. Yeah, bikini uh, bottoms. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah, if you guys enjoyed this and would like to contribute to the discussion, please head on over to our subreddit. Link is in the show notes and share this at, with at least one person who may not have heard about us. Yeah, subreddit. I mean, Phase 2A, everyone has a lot more time at home. I've definitely been a lot more active on the subreddit than Oh, yeah, than yeah. Recently. Kudos to you, man. So, so no, I mean, no kudos. It's yeah. just the community is fun to talk to, la, seriously. So, uh, yeah. yeah, just just if, if you guys want to join and just share your thoughts over there, it'll be fantastic. Power, man. Cool. All right. Talk to you all soon. <laughs>